Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Slice of Life right here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. It's great to be with you. And we have a really eclectic show this week. We're going to talk to John Simperman, who is the founder of the Borderland Festival, coming up next month at uh, Knox State Farm. And also later in the show, we'll talk with Karen Quandrins, who is with Niagara County Community College. And she has some very interesting information about jumpstarting your career, or finding a whole new career, and it doesn't take years and years of education. So first, without any further ado, let's welcome back the man who will be bringing beautiful music and much more to East Aurora, John Simperman. Good morning. Hey, Brenda. Great to see you, and thanks for having me on. Oh, my gosh. And here it is, year number two already, John, and it must be a whirlwind for you to think (laughs) that you've got year number one of Borderland in the books, and uh, now year number two. So For folks who are um, uninitiated in this fabulous two-day event that you've put together, how would you describe what it is? You know, Borderland is is a festival, music, arts, crafts, that really showcases the best of our region. And, you know, Buffalo is a great place to live. It's a great place to work. There's so many great things from artists to music to food to beer. It all comes together for two days at Knox Park. And it's uh, more than just making beautiful music in a, a, a lovely setting. There's so many other components to this. So when you talk about artisans, what mm-hmm. are you referring to specifically? Well, actually, we have 20 local regional artisans on site doing live art exhibitions during the festival. So we have coppersmiths. We have pottery makers. We have graffiti artists, um, blacksmiths, boat builders. You know, it's so funny you bring that because people really are attracted to the festival at first for the music, right? The headliners, but they're blown away by the experience that surrounds it. So we really focus on an immersive experience and there's so much creative talent in the Buffalo Niagara region. And we're really fortunate to have them on the grounds during the festival. And part of that talent involves food. So I know (laughs) that uh, you're going to have a lot of uh, Western New Yorkers who are really making a name for themselves in the cuisine world. And, you know, John, you and I talk a lot about how Buffalo is a wonderful place to be, the renaissance that's happened over the past several years. And a big part of that, I think, is the food scene. Yeah. So how are you incorporating food into this two-day event? You know, this, uh, you know, our food offerings we're describing as culinary experiences. And, you know, it's not, it, it's really showcasing the the real creativity of the food scene here in Buffalo. So, you know, just to name a few of the names, but uh, uh, Alan uh, Burger Ventures is, is they do a, they do some, you know, crazy things with their burgers, which they'll be doing on site. Um, we're fortunate this year to have uh, Mashudo Chow's. Oh, uh, on I, I site. Love that place. Oh, and it's yeah. just they're going to be, you know, it's their first festival that they're going to be hopefully feeding 20,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> but we're really thrilled to have them on board. Uh, a great restaurant partner, uh, Winfield's Pub, is also joining us. Terrific spot in Lackawanna. Yeah. So, no, so, and everybody, you know, here's the thing about a music festival for those of you who aren't aware of music festivals. I mean, most of our fans are showing up at noon. 11 a.m. is when doors open. So, you know, they're having two, sometimes three meals on site. Right, right, yeah. So we really wanted to provide some great diversity in the food offerings. And, yes, there will be vegan options. There will be organic options. Um, 
and you know there'll also be some some hearty options as well oh my gosh it it sounds like you have so much cover john but big picture when we talk about borderland you call it a festival beyond boundaries and let's face it we're close to canada and there's it's such a, a rich region you can pull from all over new york state Certainly, Northwestern PA, it isn't just Canadians right. on the border. Right. Did you find last year that you had people come in from all over for this festival? We did. I mean, it's a great question. Uh, we had 30% of the ticket buyers for last year's festival were not from Buffalo. And how did they find out about it? There are folks who would just look for these types of yeah, events. There's a festival national crowd out there that <laughs> loves festivals. Uh, most of them are millennials and they love to travel. This is their entertainment. Um, and also, each of these bands has huge followings. You know, there's, you know, so last year we had John Oates and the Revivalists. You know, they had fans from across the country uh, that that came to the festival. And this year, obviously, with Government Mule and Shaky Graves and and uh, great band Green Sky Bluegrass, their fans travel. So, what's great for us here in Buffalo is they have a chance to come to Buffalo because of the festival. And it opens their eyes up to all the great assets of our region. Yes. What a win-win that is for everybody. And hopefully, hey, maybe a few of them will stick around and stay and live here. That's a good thing. There's a real push right now to bring people to Buffalo. Yeah. Um, And and I give you so much credit, John, you and uh, your colleagues who organize this event. Uh, It's not an easy thing to pull together, but what great exposure for this area to see this beautiful uh, farm in East Aurora, bring in this world-class entertainment, show the local work and craftsmen that we have. Um, What's it like in terms of bringing in some big names? Like you mentioned Mm -hmm. a couple of the groups. Uh, Mavis Staples is a favorite of mine. Hall of Famer. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, and been around uh, the block a few times. Um, when you are setting this up with your colleagues, yep. is it difficult to sell them? Or now that you have one in the books, is it easier now? Yeah, uh, you know, a couple of things. I have a, a, a great uh, co-founder and partner in this uh, festival, Jennifer uh, Brazil. Jennifer came from the music industry, so she brought some credibility with her. Um, and the fact that we put on what which was a first-class event last summer, last September, really gave us even more credibility in the music space. So, um, and the other thing, Brett, is we actually had, you know, another extra three, four months to book the bands this year. So timing's also part of it as well. So, so reputation, timing, um, you know, and, and a lot of my partner, Jennifer's expertise, that all come to came together this year to really create, I mean, there's fans across the country that are looking at our website saying, you know, how did this festival in Buffalo get all these great acts on one bill? <laughs> so <laughs> well, we did it. Yeah, we did yeah. it. We're, and fans are uh, excited, and I know the uh, the talent's excited to, to experience Knox as well. It's September 21st and 22nd, but you can come for one day yep. or both days, right? Yeah. There's no uh, yeah. so nothing our, that says you have to do both. No, it's funny, though. You know, probably right now 60% of the ticket buyers are buying the two-day ticket. They're, they're coming to experience all of it. Um, but, yes, you can also buy just a Saturday ticket or a Sunday ticket. Uh, and, you know, what I would recommend is, is fans come early because there's some of these bands they may not be aware of. But, I, but trust me, you'll be blown away after you experience some of these bands. And, John, I can't stress enough how family-friendly this event is. So uh, it's not unusual for you to see... Uh, a young family oh, or moms right. or moms and their daughters or right. moms and their younger children or couples or right. entire families because 
quite simply, there's something for everybody to do there. There is. It's, you know, our demographic is a family reunion. <laughs> ah, <I laughs> you know, and, and what I mean by that is, <laughs> you know, music is something that generations can share, you know, and I, my, my kids are in their twenties and we share music and, uh, a music festival is a great opportunity because, you know, my daughter or my son can introduce me to shaky graves and I can have them experience Mavis Staples. Uh, so it's, it's cross generational. And I also want to emphasize to you too, that, you know, part of it is we offer kids tickets 10 and under are free and that brings the young families out. And it also creates a great environment because, you know, it's just, it's a real family friendly environment. So if you're a young family and you want to introduce your, your kids to a great environment, you know, and, and what a beautiful place, right? Oh, Knox Park. And so. something so different too, John, that yeah. you could bring your kids. I mean, we're always looking for different things to do to soak up those, uh, you know, very precious summer months that we right. have here in Buffalo. And for you to have an opportunity to bring kids 10 and under in for free is just a tremendous asset. Yeah, it, you partnered yeah. with Fisher Price on this, right? Yeah, they, they've been, you know, they're also, they're, uh, not only East Aurora's, but Buffalo's hometown um, toy company. So uh, they've stepped up this year, helped support the kids' free ticket. And they've also, um, they're going to be curating this whole play zone. So a place for families to, you know, experience other things in the festival and, and, and try a new, you know, instrument or do some arts and crafts. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be great having Fisher-Price integrated into the creativity of the festival as How well. How nice. This is called the Playland area that yep. you're referring yep. to. And yep. the kids can entertain themselves and learn something at the same time, probably without even realizing it, right? Oh, it's good. We, <laughs> there, we have what we call a musical instrument petting zoo. <laughs> so it's a chance for, for, for a kid to pick up a guitar or to pick up a banjo and, and have a chance to, uh, you know, introduce themselves to a, a new instrument. Can a big kid like me do it? Absolutely. Okay, are, I'm in. Are, I love are, that we idea. Are, we are wide open to that. <laughs> this is um, such a wonderful combination, John, of music, of culture, of um, of craftsmanship, of food, as we mentioned. And also, if you want to have uh, a beer or yeah. a Bloody Mary, there will be some alcohol on the premises, right? Oh, yeah, right? you know, so, you know, and this is, you know, uh, we have eight craft breweries on site, and... You know the the craft beer industry, as well as the the craft spirits industry, has really blossomed here in uh, in Western New York in the last three four years, and we're proud to be highlighting um, local breweries and local distilleries and the ground. So again, one more way to showcase the cool things that are being created and built here in Buffalo. So many great things, and a nod to local music as well, because you've included so many local bands right. uh, to have an opportunity to perform at Borderland. Yeah, we have a we have three stages uh, on site, and music's going on always on at least two of those stages. And our homespun sp- uh, stage features only local bands, which is great. So it's a chance for a band like uh, a band like Folk Faces, who has a really cool following here in Buffalo to share a festival with Government Mule, you know, and, and hopefully in 10 years, Folk Faces is headlining a festival, right? right? So it's in, and there's great talent, and it's, 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 we're really proud to have, you know, 20, 30% of our acts are, are here from the region. Just uh, as we wrap up, John, how can people get tickets and learn more information about you Borderland? Know, everything one needs to know is on borderlandfestival.com. Um, 
check it out, check out the bands, check out the food, check out the craft beer. (laughs) And, you know, if you don't think you're a music festival person, I would really encourage you to come to the festival because after the festival, you will be a music festival person. It sounds like a, a wonderful invitation to me. Something for everybody. September 21st and 22nd, rain or shine, right? Rain or shine, and it, the weather's going to be beautiful, but if it's not, the show's going to go on, show and it's going to be just as much fun. Borderlandfestival.com. Kudos to you, John, and your team for bringing this to Western New York and reinforcing uh, one of the great assets of living in this area. Thank you. We'll see you out at the festival. We'll be back right after this. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. Alternative Buffalo's Birthday Show 2019. Presented by Black Button Distilling. Saturday, September 28th with Dashboard Confessional. And I don't know how, but they found me. (laughs) Tickets are on sale now at AlternativeBuffalo.com. Alternative Buffalo's Birthday Show 2019. Saturday, September 28th at Buffalo Riverworks. Presented by Black Button Distilling. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostest, Brenda Alacy. And welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life. I hope your weekend is going well and it's off on the right foot. And uh, let's enjoy these last few weekends of summer. Before you know it, it's Labor Day and we're off. And it seems to me whenever I think about Labor Day, I think about going back to school. And even though it's been a long time since I've been in school, um, I have the pleasure of working with the folks at NCCC, Niagara County Community College, along with Niagara Falls Uh, Culinary Institute. They do fine work there. And their catchphrase, a smart place to start, really makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. And I'm delighted for the first time to welcome to Slice of Life, Karen Quandrins. Karen is the Assistant Vice President of Academic Affairs, Workforce Development at NCCC. Good morning and welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for it's having me. A, it's a pleasure to have you here, and um, that's quite a title you have, Assistant Vice President of Academic Affairs and Workforce Development. Does that mean that uh, your job is to try to find, uh, identify jobs that are open and then try to fill them with folks who graduate from NCCC? Um, a little bit. What we're really doing is looking what the business needs are and what those skills gaps are, because we know there are a lot of jobs out there, but you need the right kind of training to get them. So if students come to us for any of those programs, we will help them find jobs. You know, it's interesting, Karen, because you hear a lot about uh, two-year degrees and whether that's a good way to kind of get your career off the ground. And it seems to me that it's a good way to determine whether that area of study makes sense for the person. Because let's face it, when I was 17 or 18, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So to waste a lot of time in a four-year college, I think, can be really kind of counterproductive. Well, you know, there's a need for four-year programs, but, you know, 40% of people in our area have high school or less for education. So it's really important to get them in the programs that will make them successful for employment. And that could be as simple as workforce development programs that I offer through my program. They could be as few as 72 hours and as long as, you know, three, four, five months, or our one-year certificate or two-year programs. They all lead to 
really good paying jobs in our area. So uh, there's been an emphasis, it seems to me, over the years about STEM, you know, science, technology. Is that a focus of what you do at the workforce development? Well, you know, science is important, and so is engineering and math. We're finding that literacy and numeracy are really important, even for entry-level employees. So we work with businesses. I you know, just worked with a local business in North Tonawanda to upskill their employees, to make sure that they could read the blueprints and the schematics, and they have the industrial math they need to be successful, and to make sure that their manufacturing process is successful as well. That word intrigues me, Karen, upskill. So it's a way for somebody who has some skill, some requisite skill, to really kind of define that and then perhaps exceed that. Is that correct? Yeah. So we do two things in workforce development. We do a lot of workforce development. But two main things we do is we offer programs like uh, pharmacy tech and um, sterile processing and emergency medical services. Those um courses they could get you right to a career but the other thing we're doing a lot is working with our area employers they have good employees but with automation and changes in manufacturing and new contracts they need new skills they need new training so we're right in their organizations providing that and it makes perfect sense because you actually talk to employers who live it every day absolutely everybody is looking for it doesn't matter whose door i go into in manufacturing in western new york they're looking for skilled employees they're looking for employees to walk in with just the skills of working well together showing up at work you know teamwork and they'll provide that upskilling. They'll provide that specified training that they need for that program. What are some of the hottest areas right now for folks who are looking to upskill or to, you know, find a new uh, new avenue of work? Well, certainly healthcare. So, you know, whether it's farm tech, PTA, sterile processing, sterile tech, EMT, dental, I mean, all of them are looking. And again, we're not talking about four-year degrees. We're talking two years or under for a lot of these programs. I had a large pharmacy chain say they're desperate for pharmacy techs. I had a local hospital organization calling me for pharmacy techs. And our last sterile processing class, everybody was either already hired or had an interview date before the class even ended. Wow, so. it's batting a thousand. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's pretty pretty good for those folks. Yeah, I'll say, especially now when uh, some of those college loans start to come due and you realize, you know, I better get a job. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and to find something in the field you studied is... It's got to be so gratifying for you to link up folks from NCCC in the workforce development to local manufacturers or pharmacies or other, you know, healthcare industries. Yeah, it's really nice that when I meet with an organization, whether it's healthcare or manufacturing or food service, whoever it is, and I was just with the logistics folks too, they have a huge need. And to be able to develop a program that's going to meet their need have individuals enter their program and then everybody's happy the employer has someone the uh, individual goes through training has a job so we're looking really forward to starting new programs all the time it's so true it's a win-win you know it's such a cliche but it sounds like it's working well for NCCC and so you you physically go out and meet with different uh, employers right absolutely I I, you know it's a great job because you never know what's behind door number two I call it (laughs) so you know manufacturing is very different in western New York from chemical to plastics to foods to Ivy pharmaceuticals they all look very different and some of the skills are similar but a lot of the skills are very specific to whatever the manufacturing is talking with Karen 
Quandrins, who is the Assistant Vice President of Academic Affairs Workforce Development at Niagara County Community College. Um, and you mentioned some of the in-demand programs, Karen, pharmacy technicians, sterile processing. Medical office and billing is a big deal, too, nowadays, right? Absolutely. I mean, people, our healthcare is huge in our area. Really, so yes. physicians, offices, hospital systems, they all are relying on that medical billing so some of the other um, programs SolidWorks and CAD is that more of a draftsman type of position yeah so those are we usually do for um, businesses so again they're sending their employees to us to learn additional skills so they can move up or move over in their organization so but those are programs we try to offer quite a bit because General Motors and some of our other manufacturers send people regularly to those programs. You know, Karen, we talked a bit about um, how NCCC is the smart place to start. It's a good way to kind of get your college career off the ground. But SUNY and state funding to assist businesses is in your wheelhouse as well. What kind of grants uh, can you help people with? Well, yeah, we have a lot of grants, and a lot of grant funds are still coming. So we have workforce training grant money, and we'll be reapplying for that. And what that does is if an industry shows a need for additional uh, in education, we could provide that at a really reduced cost. And then there's apprenticeship grants that another local manufacturer is taking uh, advantage of, $5,000 per apprentice, and that goes through 2020. So we could do the related instruction, and the employer gets that additional benefit of that tuition paid. And then, of course, statewide with all the consolidated funding applications and the focus on workforce development, there's a lot of opportunity there, too. When you see students come in, um, do they have an idea of what kind of field they'd like to get into, and then you can give them specifics? Or are, do you find that some are drawn to specific fields uh, under the workforce development uh, category? You know, uh, workforce development traditionally has non-traditional students coming. So it's people who are in a in either employed or going back to education, and they've thought about it a little bit. It may not be, you know, what they think once they get into it, but they're like, you know, I think I want healthcare, or I think I want manufacturing, or um, EMS is something that really appeals to me. So it's not like the traditional students who are graduating from high school and they're wondering what to do. Usually the people are coming to us specifically to get those skills to go into employment. I'm so glad you mentioned about non-traditional students because I think community colleges are ideal for folks who find themselves in that category. Absolutely. Tell me, um, do you see a lot of, say, people in their 40s and 50s coming to school? Uh, what, what do you consider a non-traditional student? Well, uh, for us, a non-traditional student is a lot of things. So, yeah, it's like I said, someone who's re- uh, been in employment and say, you know what, I've always wanted to do X. Let me get some short-term training and get into that position versus going for a two-year or four-year degree. Um, we have older individuals, you know, older just being non-traditional high school students right. who say, you know what, I never had additional education post-high school. Let me do something about it. And I also want to say there's a lot of funding out there, too, for people to come into workforce development programs through our Niagara County Employment and Training for Niagara County. But, of course, Erie County has that as well. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up, too, Karen, because um, – the lack of finances perhaps should not be a hindrance because there are different revenue sources one can tap into, Absolutely, yeah. And you help in that regard just to make people aware of what to do and how to apply? Sure. So like I said, Niagara County Employment Training, if they're eligible for funding, they fund a lot of our programs. But again, if you are already in a hospital system or an employee, a lot of times your union and your company pays for additional education as well. Oh, that's great. So you can work and still get your education paid for, climb the ladder 
better. Absolutely. Yeah, it works out well, and it really enhances somebody's life to um, have career advancement and be able to live the type of life they want to live and find fulfillment with what they do. Let's face it, we spend a lot of time at work, so uh, it's really nice to be able to enjoy one's job. Yeah, there's a lot of areas for the career pathway. So start out at one level and then just keep going and going and going. Right. And I think it's important to point out too, Karen, um, NCCC is really a lovely campus in Sanborn. Absolutely. And uh, even though it's a community college, you have housing available. We do. So yeah, so we could talk about um, the academic side for a few minutes. Sure. It's a beautiful campus. It has a lot of green space. We do have housing for a community college. We do have housing. And we have tons of parking. And, and it's free. And it's free parking. <laughs> and we have a lot of programs. A yes. lot of programs. Yeah, yeah, and you have some sports teams as well, which I think gives the, the college a sense of community and pride. Oh, we have sports teams that are outstanding. You Nationally know, recognized. Absolutely. So if uh, students are interested in coming for uh you know, the traditional classroom, but they want that sports experience, you know, NCCC is the place to go with it, what, uh, how well our sports teams have been performing. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of with the uh, Thunderwolves, right? That's right. <laughs> and Karen, as we wrap up, you've been there for just over a year, right? How's the experience been for you? You know, it's just under a year, September 24th. You know, it's a great place to start, but it's a great place to work as well. So, you know, we always have job postings and, you know, it's just been a great experience for me professionally. And how would people reach you at, uh, at your particular uh, office or your division? Yeah, so for workforce development, they could go on the website, www.niagaracc.suny.edu, or they could always give us a call at 614-6236. 614-6236. That's right. Karen Quadrants, thanks a million for coming in this morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life. Until next time, thanks for carving out a slice with me. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.